friends and welcome back to another Operation Opera podcast. Elise and I had a fun time chatting with some new friends, Deirdre Brenner and Shanda Vanderhart, who run a musical uh, concert series here in Vienna called Mosaic. So we chatted with them about that and other sorts of musical things, goings on in Vienna. So enjoy. Thanks. Yeah. Our, our series, right. yeah, your series okay. Mosaic. Uh, which is a really cool performance. Um, I mean, it's like performance art in a lot of ways because you guys combine. Mm, I like that term so much. Okay, but, but it's like a happening. It's, it's a kind happening. of a, a original, innovative, interdisciplinary, weird, fun get together that's different every Event month. And also, actually, at the end of the day, always a concert. Well, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it's a you know we're kind of trying to explore different concert formats and and see how what we can combine song and music with and and what we how how it is how it feels and how it, it, it is realized yeah yeah anyhow yeah nice yeah, yeah. it's very cool we're it, very cool very cool <laughs> where are you from so I'm from Massachusetts and Shannon's from Michigan. And a lot of places. Okay. Is Michigan the... No, I, I go with Michigan. I, I lived in eight different states growing up. So, so I would say Michigan, but you can... But Michigan is where I went to high school, and I feel like that's where you're from, is where you went to high school. Oh, really? Well, it depends. I mean, I feel like that is kind of defined. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, dis- I'm like disappointed. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> where yeah. high school for uh, High school for me was actually... Uh, well, not... I mean, okay, it really wasn't that bad. Um, it was in Utah. My parents moved to Utah when I was 11, and I went to high school there, and, and then, but I graduated early. I graduated almost two years early because I was so done. you're like, I'm getting out. I it's was like, so done. Utah. Like, I was so done. Fresh, <laughs> no, yeah. The law, like, 15-year-old yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a sophomore, um, and I went into the guidance counselor, and I said, I'm done. What do I need to do? And he suggested I join the ROTC. And then I said, I need you. <laughs> yeah, I said I need you to look at me again, and then and and say that. Yeah. So anyway. Wow. Yeah. So I did. I didn't end up joining the ROTC, but I did I graduate. Know. And because I was done, I was ready to move on. Yeah. Okay. Well, then if you don't ident- if you actively don't identify, then I I retract that statement. So oh, where okay. where do, where would you say you're from then? Where do you feel like you're I feel from? like where you're born is where you're from, right? Mm, I feel like it really school. depends. I feel like school, but then for you, if you move around schools a lot, where you did the most school? No, I don't know. I, no. I, I, I mean, I guess it just depends on where you identify at the end, end of the day. Yeah. Elisa, you were in Portland, right? Uh, Salem, Oregon. Yeah, that's, and I, I don't have any, I didn't move at all. I was born there, and then I lived there until I went to college, so... I have to claim it, but I haven't been there in so long. <laughs> it's been almost as long away as I was there in the first place. But so. you can easily say that's where you're from. Definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. a different story. I'm the same as you. I grew up in Cape Cod, and that was it. But if you move around a lot, I think it's different. 
I mean, I, yeah. I, it's, it's weird because I've lived now in Vienna longer than I've lived any other one place mm-hmm. by a good stretch. But I would still not say I'm from Vienna. Viennese would <laughs> definitely not. Seven, we definitely agree with you. <laughs> definitely agree with you. I'm, uh, I've been here for 17 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That life, man. You love it? I do. I mean, Vienna tr- has its tricky bits, but being having your base here is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you she, know Diana Jacqueline then? I'm just curious it, how small the community is. She's, we're definitely friends on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Got it. I, there's a lot of musicians in Vienna, but I definitely know Diana Jacqueline. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I feel like I want to see a sample of you guys' work or something. Oh, Do you have stuff we, on YouTube? We got website. We got <laughs> Facebook. We got absolutely we on YouTube. There's stuff. Mosaic Bean. If you want to look at our website, it's like it's mosaic. No, it's as a period. Yes, the word in English for that same thing I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Mosaic with the kind of French spelling dot eu dot com. There are lots of pictures. But basically we just um, pick a theme every month and do a wild concert that starts with some art song and then builds in other artistic elements. Yeah, so like yeah. I went right. I, yeah, so I went last month and got to participate in you know, some of the sort of George Crumb-esque kinds, that's always who I think of. Like, yeah, I think yeah. of this, you know, the writing that's very, uh, I mean, how do I, I don't even know how to describe Illustrative. It. Illustrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, actually my husband participated when there was an audience participation section, which was, which was Which was brilliant. That was, was really great. fun. Yes. Yeah. Was great. And, and he got to be a fly and he got to oint like a pig. I have to say that went as well as it could have possibly gone. It could have absolutely. gone better. They were reading, okay, everybody in the audience got a piece of paper from this piece called Strip City. Strip City, which is based on cartoon strips, but it's. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of New Vocality, which was this thing that Kathy Barbarian was a proponent of in Italy back in the, like, um, 60s. And uh, so we were all dressed out and decked out like we were in the 60s and 70s, too. It was was very Mm -hmm. um, uh, platform shoey. And, uh, but she she kind of did different pieces that are are more like scenes a little bit. And one of them is, is Stripsity, which is based on cartoon art so all this the entire score are these like different cartoon things and then the performer realizing them in real time is is the is the piece so it was performed by this um lovely uh vocalist named meredith nickel who does a lot of that type of stuff and looks like marilyn monroe so it's just kind of this amazing thing and uh and then afterwards she worked with the audience and kind of handed out you know, just small snippets of it. And people had a little bit of time to work on it. She explained what it was about. And then went through and had them perform it. And the people, like, were crazy. really went for they it. Really they did. Really they were not awesome. ashamed of no. being that mosquito. They were or, really excited. No. Right? You could see it. each person be like, Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I feel yeah. like it's because we have this amazing friend named Diane who yeah. is just like art in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just kind of is the embodiment of everything that is kind of living your your 
your journey. And um, she kicked it off, and I feel like that set the bar. And then like, the bar so kept high. going up and up yeah. and up and up. Like, and well, I gotta do this like well, you know. I really love that idea, and I'd love to talk about that. What does it mean to live your journey? She is. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about her as a case, so I can't say something general. But in the case of this particular woman, she is incredibly in touch with her center, with what she wants. Like she'll. If something bothers her, she's through it quicker than anybody I've ever met. Not mm. in terms of over it, but in terms of having analyzed and figured out why and felt all the things and, and you know, cleared it or whatever. Mm. Um, but she, like, experienced... Her whole thing is kind of the physical and, and art and life, but in particular, like, physicality, whether that's dance or whether that's the physicality of music or whether that's listening to a speech and, like, feeling it in some part of your body... Like everything that she does, she experiences physically, which is just wild. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like always having a physical reaction. Yeah, and if you think about it, we all do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all like, are you aware of it? More, more, most of the time, we like it implodes, and we're like, oh, we're stressed out, or oh, we're freaked out, or oh, whatever. Yeah, but just not sort of like acknowledging this thing that's happening, or like looking at our bodies as like ways to bring us to different places and do the things that we need to do intellectually, yeah, yeah. and not understanding that like our experience. And all ideas are kind of shaped by us in these like corporeal vessels, and 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 that all of it would be changed if we were a different person, if we mm -hmm. had a different physical physical shape, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that we experience things kind of not just physiologically, but also like really physically. Mm -hmm. And so she's just very in touch with with all that. And it sounds a bit um, hippie and whatever, and it probably is, but uh, but it's definitely very true for her. <laughs> Well, I think it's something, you know, in, with singing, well, and actors, you know, there's Feldenkrais and there's um, Alexander Technique, right, there's yeah. sort of, which I think is also something that's used with pianists, yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. all musicians, I think. Yeah. Well, can benefit could be, from it. If they yeah. understand it, I, I, I can't say I ever got it, but. Yeah. I'm not sure it's a thing you get, Alexander Technique. I don't know. I, like, tried it a couple times and I was like, ooh. <laughs> You yeah. know, and then I walked away, you know, but I don't, I, maybe that was because it's not about getting it. I'm not sure. But, yeah. it's, but it is, I think, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, I mean, because I do a lot of musicology work, and musicologists are super in their heads, like, only in their only. heads. And we're looking exclusively, and this drives me nuts, but looking exclusively as music, like, as this text, as this, like, thing that you study. Right. And not looking at all at the performative aspect mm, yeah. of a piece. And this is missing the point. It's right. like it's like learning about sex through reading books about it. Right. You know? Yeah. Or like I mean, how many times have we sat in a music history class and not heard a single piece of music? You can right. do that very easily in Vienna. I know from having studied Oh, that sounds here. wretched. Yeah, and I don't think we do it nearly as much in the states, but in Vienna it, it is I think in Europe in general. It's very philosophy-based, and it's very theoretical. And even if you study something like pedagogy, you won't actually do any teaching until you're like four or five years in often. You won't actually have access to a student. And so this is one of these things that I feel like has to come closer together. Like, mm -hmm. And that, I think, is kind of what Mosaic is going for a little bit. Like, it's not super musicologically 
sounded, but it is like, what more is there to, to music than the things that we always associate with a concert? Like, right. what is there beyond lead, and what can we understand if we look at different aspects of it, or we throw it up against different lights, or we mix it in with different, you know, elements? What what happens if we like, like we did a, a fantastic program um, called Circus, where we took all sorts of different types of music. And, and and involved circus performers, you know, hand balancers, I mean, aerial artists. We had people dressed as a, as a clown singing um, Totestat, uh, the, the piano. Mm-hmm. And it does change your, you do associate the different things with it. And it, and it does, very and it takes the boxes away and it takes the limits away. And this is what we're so, you know, this project is such a struggle in many respects we keep getting motivated by the fact that actually our biggest fan base are, is non-musicians that come not because they like classical music I swear there are a lot of people in our concerts that would never go to the opera mm-hmm. and then they come and they're like I didn't know you know like yes. the opera was so yes. cool and they come yes. because they're like oh I heard there was going to be like somebody breathing fire yeah. and we're like mm-hmm. uh-huh. and now listen to Schubert yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was so beautiful yeah, yeah. And, you, and so you kind of keep surprising people mm-hmm. with this repertoire and you're getting this chance so you set it up in a way that the content and the subject matter is then inspiring by something other than the fact that it was written by Schubert you know yeah. we're not we're not aiming mm-hmm. to be the album that are like you know, studies and what he wrote between January and March of 1824. Or do the complete works of Google Or the Wolf, complete like works of Google we love, but it's like... See, he got better. Yeah. No, it's like, let's take this stuff which we find extraordinarily beautiful and put it in a place where the average person is going to be surprised by it and also see, you know, its beauty. Mm-hmm. It's taking it out of this. I, I think a lot of classical music concerts today. I think we we both really feel strongly that they're they're they are kind of museums, and they're and museums are wonderful. Like they have to exist. And they're important. They should have funding. And and in no way am I trying to disparage anything that's done in like the Musikverein or the Konzerthaus. It's all fantastic. But but we can't only be curating at some point too. We have to you know we have to try to. Modernize is not the word, but we have to try to re experience and recontextualize and re yeah exactly. Well, you know, even the museum space is struggling because people don't know how to absorb or how to you know take in the information in in a standard. Um, Gallery, yeah, right. Like they don't have the context. Yeah, you don't have context. Don't you, have don't have, you don't have. You don't. You don't have a history. You don't have the attention. I was just gonna like, say, yeah. but you know, there's a really great exhibit actually at the Renwick. I think it was last fall. I went to it, and and it was much more interactive. Like, yeah. like I went into a rainbow. Yeah. Like I went into a rainbow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, did you find gold? <laughs> was there a <laughs> leprechaun? <laughs> leprechaun? <laughs> Glad you made the joke, Irish girl. <laughs> I, I, there was no, no, there wasn't, there wasn't a leprechaun. But Did you find your lucky child? <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was amazing. I, and and I'll never forget that image. Yeah, because I was a part of it. Yeah, and because I, it had some context. It wasn't just like, I mean, I think they've done so many studies now about how history should no longer kind of be taught. 
chronologically and like and then this happened and then this happened because we don't think that way we don't learn anything that way like our your child learns things because they're in a context because they're things that are all associated with it and, and every sense is engaged and somehow we have to make the concert going process and the learning process and our artistic processes actual because this music wasn't written to be like Cataloged and to be studied exactly. for being brilliant. Of course, there was the, the romantic zeitgeist and all of that. They were aware that they would live on after their death after a certain point. But but there's a whole social and economic and political context to absolutely everything, and, and that is not just the people creating the pieces; it's how the people were performing them and in what settings. And and if we don't understand that, if we can't somehow transform that into something that's applicable for us today. I think it's I think it's a cul-de-sac, you know. Mm. Well, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a dead end. Absolutely, exactly, right? it absolutely is. Because you can only relate to a certain degree if it's not right, and then it only attracts this like really kind of crazy subset of people that are like obsessed with understanding that specific cul-de-sac. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? This is the most basic cul-de-sac. <laughs> I need to know every tree upon it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's cattle Make the a 3D <laughs> video for our Facebook page. <laughs> and those people exist. God bless them. And they're keeping your classical yeah, yeah. world, you know, alive at the moment. Mm-hmm. We're, we're those people, you know, who, who have gotten go, bit by it. We go, but we go. And, like, I go and I'm, I'm obsessed with these orphans and I'm bored, too. You know? Or sometimes I'm just like, it's too much Wolf at one time. Like, yeah. I love Wolf, but they didn't do it this way in the 19th century. Why are we doing it only yeah. this way now? It's like we get super intellectual with things at a certain point. And pianists are probably to blame. We're probably actually to blame. Because it's like this kind of, I want to do the complete this. And yeah. Because it's like it cycles. the complete thing that lasted like 70 years. And like, I don't think any of these guys would want to hear all their stuff. And like Hugo I mean, Wolf in his time, their Hugo Wolf society... They were like the first to do concerts with just Hugo Wolf, and they never did like just the Italian is just lead and yeah. They'd have like four singers, and they'd have someone doing like five songs from the Spanish, five Murica Lidar, then three Italian Inisha, and then they'd do like a couple Eichendorf settings, and then they have like piano interludes. <laughs> yeah, because you they know? do. It's like at the end of the day, da, 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 folks, art is also entertainment, you know? Yeah. And it's like we have to share. You know, we have to share and we have to communicate and we have to make people have a nice time. You know, it's not just about presenting something that's sort of intellectually inspiring. It's, it's about, not just museums. You know, yeah. about sharing experience. Elisa, do you have any thoughts, any questions? <laughs> I'm just enjoying the discussion. <laughs> I think it's great. There's obviously... Uh, People have things to say, and that's important that they have a forum. And a, yeah, tell on, ladies. Oh, I, I ran out of steam now. Okay, well, I have, I have some things. I can I can come up with some things. So I did take a chance to look up your website, the Mosaic website, and I'm kind of astounded at this artist's page. So where do all these people come from? How do you meet them? How do they get involved with your thing? Parties. Um, what is that process like? <laughs> it looks like you're in your fifth season now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of really, I think this is one of the most exciting aspects of what we've been doing. It's that, you know, we started with both of us are pretty social people. No. <laughs> and so we kind of know a lot of people here, there, and everywhere. And we're both pretty open. And so we, you know, we talk to our people about other people. And um, 
I think the first season or so started primarily primarily with friends. Yeah. People we know, people we wanted to collaborate with, people we were looking for an opportunity to try something out with. Occasionally they would bring along a friend or suggest somebody else to be a part of it. And then from then on, like as the name of the project grew, we kind of grew confidence to just like reach out farther. And so it's a project, like when we have an idea about a theme like America del Sur or Circus or Circus or um, Emerald Isle, Emerald, like Irish programs or what anything cultural, then it's like, okay, sometimes we're going to reach beyond our social circle. And I have to say, like, I've met some of the coolest people in Vienna through these like random kind of contexts or like yeah. friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. And it's like you write them a message and you say, we're doing this crazy program where you're interested. Yeah. And we've met some really, really interesting artists yeah. who, you know, we're not financially stable right now and they're interested anyways in participating. Or, or even people contacting us and saying, I have this idea. I came to one of your events and I have an idea that I've been thinking about for a while. Like, could we... Could we collaborate? Could we try to make something of it? And then you kind of work together and create a concept and that kind of thing. But that's been, I think, definitely one of the most exciting things. Yeah, about it, right. You get to you get to meet all these new people, and then like, you know, I was just thinking about this recently after playing some concerts. So like, uh, you know, from these opportunities where you get to know some people, and then all these other doors open elsewhere. Yeah, whatever, elsewhere in Austria, elsewhere in Europe, elsewhere, whatever. Friends introduce friends, and it's. Um, it's this neat kind of mixing pot, not just for the two of us because we curate the evenings, but for the other artists. Yeah. Like we've seen a lot of friendships form, collaborations form through yeah. these meetings where we're like, hey guys, we're going to just like add some tango in at the end of the concert. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Dance? <laughs> <laughs> you know, dance. You know, what do you what think? Do you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, and it just somehow works. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Uh, so okay awesome so the people who are on the artist page then are the people who have just made one appearance maybe over the years or some have made more or exactly we try not to like you know uh use the same people over and over and over all the time but we definitely (laughs) have had people who've who've been to you know to perform the two different three different seasons in different capacities absolutely yeah. So, and you mentioned you're not financially stable. That was actually, I, this is the question that all musicians hate, um, is talking about the money side of it. But I am curious, where does your funding come from and how, how is, is that hard? Is it hard to get? It's very um, hard to get. Because obviously we people are into this. <laughs> like, and you know what I mean? Like, it's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. It's a great concept that's working artistically. We have an audience. We actually have zero money. So all, the only money that comes in, no, I don't want to say the only. Yeah, don't don't 90, say zero. Ninety percent of the money comes in is ticket sales, and we've been trying in the last two seasons, last season and starting now, is to encourage a kind of friends program, um, from you know fans and people in our community that like what we do and they support us, and we have had a number of people step forward and made personal donations, which are so appreciated. Yeah, and it's so fantastic, and they really like a little bit goes a long way in our books um uh but we're looking for occasionally we've had a couple of other situations where people have uh we've had a couple of embassy sponsorships or things like this but we're trying to move forward so that the season um we actually expanded our team starting last year and we've been kind of slowly bringing other people on board to deal with some more of the you know looking for money and, and marketing and administrative stuff that we 
not only don't want to spend as much time doing as we are doing, but we are convinced that other people could probably do it better because yes. we're just much better at having ideas and playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the website yeah. looks great. Whoever's doing your website is doing Woo! a great job. And it Thank looks like so you have Deirdre. Sort of... Deirdre yeah, did the website. Awesome yeah. job. Um, and and you, you also have someone doing designing sort of a... Um, there's sort of a certain look for each season's yes. uh, posters or programs or whatever. Yeah. That looks great too. Like all of it looks very polished to me. That's, that's why I was wondering, here. like, do you guys have funding from from somewhere, like, helping all this happen? Because that's awesome. That be and if you don't, then you should, because yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> we, we, if we were outside of Vienna, I think we we would for sure. Um, we're in Vienna is so full of stuff going on, and despite how. <laughs> demonstrably uh, different and innovative the concert series is um, there's just they lose funding every year even here you know um, for for small events and an art sponsorship and there's so many running you know organizations like that are you know have priority like the Staatsoper and the Teatro David and the folks I mean there's so much happening in Vienna so what we have seen is that people who've organized festivals and series outside of Vienna proper get money much much more easily so we're hopeful right. that we'll um, that we'll manage as well and it, like I said uh, we're bringing other people on board to kind of help us and advise us and we've put a lot of work into that this season and we'll see if if um, if if we make it or not yeah well I always say wealth comes in different forms and uh I think you guys are bringing something really rich to the community, and even if it is so saturated, like as you're saying with with musicians, but this concept I think is really unique and really wonderful. So Thanks. I also hope that yeah, you'll get what you need to keep going. We Thank we believe you. in it, and if not, we've done five. You know, we'll have done five seasons at the end of this, and that's also not not nothing to do on a shoestring at the yeah. level we've been able to do it at. I think we can be very proud of it. But it'd be great if it got to continue, and we would welcome that very much. Yeah, so what do you have, what are your ideas for things coming up? What's it, or can you talk about it? Is oh, it yeah, no, I mean, there's, we this actually, this season, there have been many rogue seasons where we've sort of planned as we went. But or this, we planned and then it's all having to be thrown out the window, like, yeah. because someone got detained in, like, the UK yeah. the day before or whatever, I mean, but... Someone got arrested. And, you know, you trafficking. Know. People, yeah. and then there's the sick thing, which used to happen, like, basically every time. Yeah. Yeah. Someone would get sick. Someone bringing in man. last minute. I've got two kids in my, in my, my German immersion course, like, that are sick on either side of me, and I'm like, "Why are you here? Yeah, Why are you go home, get out. die, get yeah. away from me." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've uh, no. This season's pretty cool. We're doing something new for the first time next month. Um, in that, there's a trio we admire enormously in Vienna. There, it's a it's piano, saxophone, and violin, and they do a lot of new music. They do a lot of arrangements. They play everything from memory. They're like extraordinary, and they're friends, and there's fans of ours of our of the series and so we've kind of given them a program next next month to sort of see what they can do with it to also free up a little time for shannon and i to work on these bigger kind of structural stuff that needs attention with the project um so their program is called extraordinary and basically i think they're just gonna get weird and do like weird music with weird arrangements and friends they've got a counter tenor and a and a recorder player and you know and a saxophone 
No, they're phenomenal. They'll, 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 they'll be really, really, really cool. And then the next program is in February, and Chan is doing? I'm doing a Casido Variety and Masked Ball. And it might actually, we're, we're in talks right now to see if it could happen in a different location and be like a really big, um, fabulous event. Do you need uh, a cool mask? I have a cool mask. Well, I don't need a mask, but you have to come and you have to wear a mask. I have to wear my mask. I, yeah. I have masks. Don't worry. <laughs> I have all the classes. But we're going to have, um, we have a, there's an orchestra uh, called the Freestyle Orchestra, where everybody in the orchestra plays uh, an instrument very well, but also does circus art. So we have aerial hoop artists. We have a, a fire-breathing violinist. We have, um, you know, people who do a lot of acrobatics and that kind of thing. You, just, you know, you can never just do one thing. It and if you're going to do two... <laughs> You might should be a fire breather. <laughs> she should be dangerous. She's right. the coolest person too. I was She's just cool. training with her today. It's amazing. So funny. And um, uh, we have a group called the Hotbox Girls that I actually do musical direction for as a you know side thing because that's super like art song. Um, and they do jazz and opera burlesques. And so we have kind of showgirls who'll be kind of coming around. So and not doing the fat baby. <laughs> well, it's very it's very bod pod. I mean, we are not you know oh. it's it's uh it's all, it's all very kinds modern. of modern. It is. It is mm -hmm. cool. And um, and we have a couple of wonderful singers. We have a Barra Hunk coming in from Germany, uh, as you do, as one does. <laughs> Generally, and a wonderful, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> he just got married, Deirdre. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> And uh, the wonderful soprano. So we're gonna, you know, hopefully make it into a whole crazy ball evening with human being served champagne from someone spitting in a hoop and that kind of thing. That's gonna be that. Then March. okay, and then March we're going Irish because those are my my family's Irish and uh, we do a lot of Irish stuff. And, and they're musicians. They're wonderful musicians. And St. Patrick's Day. And St. Patrick's Day, which just like you say, Ire you say Ireland in March, and people just buy tickets. It's like magical. It is. People show and up. We, had, we did an Irish program two years ago, and it was like so sold out. We had to tell people they couldn't come. And so we're doing another program. That will be fun. It'll be a partnership with the um, Irish Embassy, and it's going to be kind of step dancing and song and um, but modern Irish step dancing, which is really kind of funky and fabulous and something one doesn't see much around here. Um, and then April. April is Stravinsky Reloaded. We're going to um, celebrate kind of uh, Stravinsky and Diaghilev's collaboration uh, nearly, what, 100 years ago now? Um, in terms of Petrushka and the Sacre du Printemps and, uh, and Foyer uh -huh. And what we're doing is we're playing, Stravinsky actually arranged some of these things for violin and piano. So we'll be doing some of them in the original and we're collaborating with a wonderful dancer who um, danced with the Forsyth Company, who is now on faculty at the private music and, and Kunst Universität, the, mm. the Kunst. And she's going to um, do choreography that's kind of inspired by Diaghilev's, so kind of an homage, an updated version of that very revolutionary um, moment. And we also have a bunch of composers who are taking some of these movements and making... Um, musical reflections on them. So kind of an updating of that. So Stravinsky Reloaded is what we're calling it. Awesome. And then the last concert this year is in, is in May. Um, and this is based on Janicek wrote a song cycle for primarily for tenor and piano. It's called Diary of One Who Disappeared in English. And um, he... Uh, we we did a production a couple years ago in a different space and in a German version, 
Um, it's a really amazing story of a young boy, a young kind of country boy, who has an encounter with a gypsy woman and falls in love. And it's about the other, you know, and this attraction to the other. And they mm. have this kind of affair, and he sort of follows her. And it's this really beautiful, intense story. And so we're, we're taking this song cycle, which is usually just done on a stage, um, as a, in recital format, where this mezzo gypsy comes in in the middle, they have this encounter, and she disappears. And we're doing it as a stage, like chamber opera. Um, so it, awesome. it should be really cool. And the space we have, the space we have is kind of very not Viennese. It's very New Yorky. It's a lofty space. It's, it's a bar It's really open. It's really rustic. And it's you know, it's a space where it has limitations. But it also has, it's it's open, and so many, many different things can happen there. And I think in terms of a, something like this intimate chamber opera, actually all of our concerts are really nice because people come and they feel like they can reach out and touch the performers, and there's this kind of raw intimacy of the whole experience. And so I think this, this particular piece is going to work really beautifully and mm -hmm. acoustically. It will be great. In that space. In that space. It makes me think of... Did you ever see City Lights, Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, of course. As you yeah. described, like the relationship Maybe. between, like, yeah. yeah, his the tramp and you know, someone, yeah. like, yeah, it just yeah, makes yeah. me think of that as yeah. you're describing mm -hmm. sort of their relationship. So yeah. I, I just I want to ask, like, why do you do it? <laughs> That's hard. That I mean, I think we have ideas all the time, and if you just have ideas all the time, you have to put them out there. Yeah. Like it, I think um, I think we both play a lot of very standard concerts, and we love the standard formats and the, and 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 meter albums and, and and concerts as as we normally experience them. But we both also just like a bunch of other stuff, and uh, we we both Deirdre and I love to go to our exhibition openings and parties and we'll be like, let's go see this mind group or let's, you know, we're curious. Curious. Yeah. And I think people might be more curious and in Vienna in particular, and I do think this is kind of particularly special to Vienna. The audiences are incredibly sectionalized and people who go to the opera would not necessarily go hear a string quartet Mm -hmm. series and people who really? very much not and people who go and hear like the big concert cycles of the orchestral pieces would probably never go to an art cycle or a cycle really oh it's incredibly it's sexualized it's, you just it's, do... it's like it's like what your family did or, and they do these like well, discount know. things if you buy a series of tickets and people, right. the thing about the the Viennese cultural life is like the concerts are almost all sold out it's all like phenomenal yeah. for a city this size like every there's there's so much going on every night, and it's not all tourists. It's like Austrians yeah. in the concert halls, and it's super inspiring and super exciting. But they, part of it is it's like it's just part of their culture. It's like something they go and it's something they do, and they some do it with intensity and dedication. Some do it with being casual about it. But a lot of them buy these series tickets, so they'll like their family will have a the subscription subscription to pass to the string quartet, the subscription pass to the Vienna Philharmonic, or the subscription pass to the opera, or or to a big virtuoso. So they've decided cycle. that they like those things and they don't as much try out something else. Hmm. So it's um, it's a very cultured audience, but not an experimental one. Like not when people are like pushing the boundaries. And I think like we're also with the series like. 
trying to mix the you're trying crowds. to mix it up and you're trying awesome. to like Holiday create you know as an art song pianist like who the heck in america earns a living being an art song pianist like i'm sorry people out there if you're doing it like rock on <laughs> well like, keep going but for but us be aware that europe, you're going to need to diversify <laughs> yeah but also i mean in europe it's like you you know there are like five men in england that can do this and they can't even really just learn like learn it from that anymore everyone has got to have a teaching post somewhere or at least you know. Yeah, but the majority of pianists working are just not simply playing recitals. It's kind of you have to, and I think you piece we, it together. We started this because we were like, we got to play in Vienna, and it's like, how do we make something that's interesting and cool and dynamic that's going to attract different audiences? And we started this because it's like, let's play, you know, and let's do it together as opposed to let's you do you and I do me. It's like let's team our resources it's like you're smart it's like I know you know like we know each other it's like let's just like power on and you know not be trying to be independent and alone it's like you let's just use each other yeah. to kind of like make something awesome happen you know let's try to do something different you know we're not going to compete with with a Musikverein or a Konzerthaus nor do we want to you know right but let's do this thing, and then you kind of we what happened was we're like let's do some programs, and we're like that was cool, yeah. and then we do something a little bit crazier the next month. We're like, they were like well, that works. Let's get and catering like, in that matches and, it now. Oh, yeah, wait, people like, will hang out afterwards and have a party. So yeah, yeah. a lot and, of the decisions happened a little bit organically. Too. Yeah, and it kind of grew and grew and grew, and then like the bar gets raised in terms of creativity, and you're like, well, what else can we do? Like yeah. maybe we'll bring in dancers, or maybe we'll bring in acrobats, or maybe we'll bring in you know, um, an art exhibition or maybe we'll, you know, and it just kind of goes up and up and up. And, and then, so the reason you ask, like, why do we do it? It's changed. I have to say, like, it started yeah. for certain reasons to kind of, like, make something happen in Vienna that was, like, to see not if we can do it. Also, just to see, like, what would happen, you know? Yeah. Like, to see, like, will this work? You know, yeah. I think still some of our programs are like, let's see if this will work. Yeah, but and sometimes certain parts of it work, and sometimes certain parts of it don't. But you try, you know, and it's like that's interesting. Absolutely, yeah. I know. think, and you, and you can't know. You can't you know. Just can't 100%. know. And, and, and also, you can't know because who's going to show up tonight? Exactly. Because the audience, you know, you, we it's talk about so this. Yeah, so we, we yeah. talk. You know, we talked a little bit about this about how. Everything has to become a part of it, right? Yeah. In order, in order for something to have meaning and to have an impression and have a yeah. lasting experience, yeah. like there has to be something. There has to be a give and take. Yeah. And so yeah. you discover sort of what things allow for the most kind of give and take as as you do them. And I think actually one of the reasons we continue to do it, despite how difficult it really is, and how incredibly time I know how hard programming it is. is. Yeah. Really On top of like our our very full lives with yeah. time, you know. Um, it's partly kind of addictive just because we see the reactions of the people. We yes. get people who we know don't go to concerts so excited. We're like, oh my God, we are actually doing what all these people are trying to do. We have, we are developing a new audience for yes. this. this yes. We are a gateway drug. This is yeah. amazing. <laughs> and also there is something really I should be your tagline. Yeah. We, are a, a gateway. we are a gateway drug. We are the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like don't, and, 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 I think Deirdre would definitely agree with me. There are programs we get through and we're like, okay, that was nice, that was fine. And then you occasionally have one that's just like kind of amazing. Yeah, so can, yeah. You, can you think of an experience? Can you think of a specific piece or a specific moment within a piece in one of your concerts where where you were like, yes, this, 
this is it. This is yeah. I mean, so many. There's so many like, moments. Yeah. Where like unexpected things happen, and yeah. you're like, oh my god. And it's usually when you collaborate in a weird way. Like I thought it was really fun the other night when we had these like dancers. You know, we did yeah. this like dance macabre from and it uh-huh. was like, well, we really cool to get dancers, and then we did. And, and they like, entered from the back, and people were like, what's the going on? And, and it was like creepy, and the violinist like read basically the this poem that this whole piece is inspired by. I, you know, I made this like amazing violinist I didn't know existed in Vienna who plays them in the orchestras, who's taking a year off to study acting in Paris because she's like trying to figure out what's what the next is. step in her life, and she's like hyper creative. And so she's, I was like, well, what if we read the poem? And she's like, yeah. And then she makes this like amazing, beautiful scene and she's reading this poem in French and there are these like dancers like swirling around it with candles and it's all kind of creepy and strange and Oh, awesome. and by the way, everyone was, um, had their faces decorated for Dios de los, the mm-hmm. Dia de los Muertos. Like we yeah. all had like the, the dead face with amazing glitter. Like it was yeah. bananas. And, and there was a huge were, altar on the stage. It was, you know. Yeah, it was like super cool. And then we play this piece, which is dramatic in itself. And she's got a kind of staging to her playing in the violin. And we kind of worked in these like percussion instruments, you know. And like, I don't know, if we had more time, we might try a few more percussions. But it was kind of fun to just explore, you know. It's, this is the thing. It's like you try something and this aspect of it works and this aspect doesn't. But if you did it seven more times, you'd make something like genius. Yeah, you know, and you you you're like this music is flexible. It's open. It's 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 more than just sounds. Yeah, you know, and it inspires all these other actions, which have to do in our case with like how we dress, how we present, where what does the hair look like, what does the makeup look like, is it costume, is it serious, is it black, is it red and orange? Is it like, not even a thing this month? Is it just not where we're focused on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it the, is there something you know? on, is the lighting different? Is Are there candles on the stage? Are we moving? How are we walking on the stage to set this up? Are we just being serious? Like, all these things give a new feeling to how then the music is then heard. And that was, like, for me, really fun. It was yeah. this kind of, this is a really program, a program that was really hard to get together, and then the end, it was like, Ooh, this is really exciting and you know we had rehearsed very little for what we did and it was like then you have this crazy rush of adrenaline in the moment of performance yeah which like you know little mistakes have or something but the adrenaline's like a, it's this awesome drug yeah. right and so there are moments where it's like oh shit that worked yes yeah. <laughs> and it's really exciting and i think in all of our concerts even if you have moments where you're like Oh, that was an experiment that maybe wasn't so great. Yeah, or that really went south. Yeah, yeah. but then that would be something else where you're like, but I'm so interested to know that that really landed. Or someone yeah, will come up and be like, surprised. my favorite place was this. Yeah. And you're like, God, really? I thought it was dog shit. But okay, <laughs> yeah. great, you know? Yay, you have no someone, idea. Someone will love it. Somebody will think <laughs> it's the best thing you've ever done. And you're right. like, I don't know if I should be offended. Yeah. We or just be like, moments. well, let's just try everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly. And it's like, but that's it. It's like, let's try. Yeah. You know, and I think it's like, I think about yoga practice all the time, too. Yeah. Because in yoga, you're like, I can t- I have to say that my best part of this week besides this concert was like, I did uh, forearm stand, like, without a spot. Nice. For like a minute. And I like never huh. done that. Like, yeah, it was awesome. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just like upside down standing on my forearms. This is like super cool. 
And it, but it's this thing of like years of just trying. You know, you try, you try, you try. And you're like, clicks. I'm not gonna stay yeah. up, and it's like I'm gonna try and bounce for a second, and then I'm gonna come down, and then there or there's a spot or whatever. But it's also these programs. It's like, well, let's, let's try this. Let's try what happens if I combine these two people. I think they're gonna make sense together. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like, ooh, kapoom, like that was not so great. But sometimes you have these magic moments. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> like, I used to think if I can't do this right now, yeah. It's I'm, not for me. I'm broken. Yeah. Or yes, this I, is so dangerous and right, scary. And, and this is, and and I think this is actually an issue for a lot of students, right? This Absolutely. is something that, that we all sort of go through, and we have, you know, we listen to the greats of our discipline, yeah. right? We have these amazing recordings, yeah. and we forget that there was a process for yes. them too, and it was an individual process, yeah. and it's a recording. Yeah. And and a recording changes things, just like writing things down mm -hmm. changed things, yeah. right? Um, and and we forget how important it is to make those mistakes, and how important it is to experience the oh well, that didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you know what, that didn't work, but you know what, I think could. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's that's that didn't work. Cool. But if we do this instead. Yeah. Or now yeah, I'm inspired to see if this could actually. But work. if you never tried that first yeah. thing, right. you would never know. And what's cool about the the because we have so many different things that will happen within one concert. If if a five minute piece kind of goes sideways, you're like, well, bummer. But then something totally yeah, different yeah, is happening five really minutes awesome. later. Or for people too, it's like you know when I, you came to our concert, uh, the the season opener this year. I was like, are people going to be able to deal with like 20 minutes of a singer making noises on stage? Yeah, because hard to know. It, it, you know, and she actually wanted to do a third piece on top of it initially, and I was like, no, that's definitely going to be too much. And I really wondered, like, is Barrio Sequenza and Strip City, is that just too much to ask of our audience? Yeah. It's not like they're like new music connoisseurs. And I think it actually went down. It was perfect. It was so great. It was you know? the right amount. And the, the, I mean, sitting, I was in the audience, so the way this works is, like, Shannon will do a program or I'll do a program, so I'm in the audience at the back, and in the back, you can kind of just, like, feel it. You get yeah. the temperature of that. You know, you can just sort of feel what's going on, and, like, the feel of this is, like, single woman standing on stage doing these weird vocal sounds. Everybody was, like, on the edge of their seats. Hmm. Like, it was so cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was, like, at the beginning, they were all a little bit skeptical, but as the minutes went on, they were, like, more and more and more yeah. and more engaged. Well, she was really... Uh, she, she knew her stuff. You know, I, yeah, I went up and looked at her score afterward, yeah. and I was like, okay, I can see sort of the shape of this piece. Yeah. And, and, and she really did build in the way that it needed to be yeah. built, you know, the way that it needed to build in order for it to be, you know, palatable. Otherwise, yeah. it's like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but that takes, you have to that takes the work. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love, um, I love this idea of, of, Going forward with, you know, without fear, right? Of, of just saying, you know what, let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And I, you have to do that. And this is one thing that we both kind of run up against is that the process of creating this thing hasn't, it's not always been like an easy road. But what happens when you are creating something, and this is also going to sound super hippie, and please believe me that I'm a very pragmatic woman, actually. Yes. I'm like, I'm not just a pregnant but, but there is something about when you are out there like doing something and really trying, 
with it in your soul to create something that you believe in that you stand behind things come to you mm-hmm. and and maybe interesting not interesting people come to you fantastic moments it's never what you expect and if you have this fixed idea of it has to be this then you probably will be disappointed but the act i think of creation and the act of like creating something that you stand behind and that you 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 bleed for is very powerful and I do think that that um, leads to other things happening to you I think we've both yeah. very much experienced that through this yeah. so it's become this thing that neither of us really conceived of before we started it no I mean the concept has not changed like the idea behind the initial the initial idea of like what you know it was originally like we're going to do a concept series how are we going to make this concept series interesting and that concept of mosaic that concept of bringing art forms together has sustained us throughout yeah. the whole thing, but all these other things that have happened based on that um, have been so surprising, yeah. and so exciting, and so unexpected, and what could have never. And honestly, the issues we're dealing with now are so much greater than what we could have never conceived of them. You know, we that could have never conceived that this is going to be so successful no. conceptually. Then when we started, then yeah. it was you know the motivations were different, and now we're like, okay, we have this crazy creative beast that 100% works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we make it sustainable? Yeah. This is this is our challenge and this is not our area of expertise. You know, when you're a creator or an artist or somebody um, you know, who's concerned about the the music, mm-hmm. you know? So, um it just gets like excited about ideas, you know? Yeah. Like, this is yeah, we don't like making budgets and stuff like that. We do it and we are capable of it. But it's not like what we, where our, our soul lies. And, right, and, and so yeah. this is we're we're now in this like interesting position that we could have anticipated, but we need support mm-hmm. to kind of understand. Okay, um, to make this sustainable, yeah. like what are the next steps? Yeah, yeah. I made him some people for you guys to talk with. We great. Send it all to our direction, please. No, but I think one of the things about creating to something is that you do learn, like, okay, what can I do? And I think there were surprises where you're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that I was capable of this. Or I had no idea that this kind of thing I would love so much. Other things where you're like, okay, I did not know how clearly I don't want to do that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you don't know. You know, you think, okay, yeah, fundraising or okay, whatever, I could do that. And then you realize, like, I could, but there's no part of me that wants to. Yeah. And there are people probably out there who who bleed for this the way I bleed, you know, for, you know, turning the communist anthem into a song you know, a, a string quintet arrangement some in the style of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. You know? For like, example. For example. It was pretty amazing. That was pretty fun, huh? <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty amazing. That was a moment. That was actually a moment, people. It actually happened. Leave yeah. us <clears throat> and there was historical precedent for it, although it never <clears throat> happened. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah yes. Magic moments, folks. Yeah. Right here on WT. The Exactly. <laughs> the Vienna International the Airport Vienna? Station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No, it's been good. It's been good. All in all, I'm, I'm so happy we did it. It was actually originally Deirdre who did come to me and said, hey, I think we should do something together. Like, we should, we should do a concert series. We should play more in Vienna. And I'm so thankful that she did because yeah. it was the start of such a 
an interesting chapter, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and I, and I love that you're both pianists. Like, Elisa and I, you know, we, we put on some concerts and tried to sort of tie, you know, different elements together and bring people together to do sort of, you know, um, like we did a tribute concert uh, to victims of one of these many attacks now that are happening around the world. Um, but, and, and we and we sort of fused a, few, a couple of things together in order to you know, make something that felt very meaningful. And, and, I, and I, think, I think it was. I think it was a really meaningful concert. Elisa, would you, do you think that was a meaningful concert? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that any time that you can use your, your craft and your artistry for a cause that's larger, you know, that can bring people together, that's always a really beautiful thing. Yeah, it has to be reciprocal. Otherwise, why have an audience? Exactly. Yeah, then we can all just sit in our own little like yeah, boxes. I can just sit in my living room and play the piano and be happy. Yeah. Right? Or but it's it's listen to our CDs. And, how yeah. much of music study is about that? I just had this long conversation yesterday with a piano student about it, and it was like I don't think she's played like a, maybe one or two times ever. She's probably twenty one years old for an audience, you know, other than like having exams and. Things that it's like, it's there's something about the way music is taught and music is learned in our time, and it's not exclusive to America or Europe or anywhere, where it becomes about learning this technical skill in a non-performative space. Yeah. Or think about auditions. Well, auditions too. Or recordings too. Like they're the most non-musically organic experiences you can have. It's like a circus trick. But if they're existing in a space where there's also performance existing, like, okay, it's fine then we can cope with that, the uncomfortableness of that. But this active, like it's so often, it's like I as a kid played the piano from age six, let's say. But I joined the orchestra, like, to play the cello at age 10 because I was like, I need to participate. Yeah. I needed to, like, be involved. (laughs) You know, it's like we all probably did it because it's like you want to be part of a group. You want to share. You want to do concerts. You're singing in choirs. You're like a kid. It's like, of course I love the piano, but it was like I had to do it all by myself. And all this other stuff I could go play with other people and share. And but there are so many students that I watch, like I've been playing this performance class for years, like, and they don't have this like uh, joy for sharing. Yeah, there it's like ninety five percent, ninety nine percent. I don't know, not there. That like you know, which is what you have. Like I grew up, you know, going to Ireland. My family's Irish, and we have to sing songs and like. Every Joe Schmo who can't hold the tune sings a song. Absolutely. Or says a poet, or replays the guitar badly, or like whatever. It's like everybody does a thing. And it's like the energy is like electric. Because it's like, let's share. And it's like, hey, I tried to learn the song. And I'm like, now I'm saying to my cousins who are like the non-pros in our family. Like, hey, can you learn the song so I can sing it? Like, I don't know how to sing. But like, we just do this like stuff because it's sharing. And then I have these like professional students who are terrified to stand up in a class and like share, make music and share it, you know? And it's like, I'm so concerned about this whole situation. I'm so concerned about this like restriction, like this lack of understanding of improvisation, this lack of understanding of like, let's have this common experience. Let's communicate with each other. Let's express the joy. Let's like release this tension in your heart and just open it up and like, let this music like ring yeah. and there it's just not there because the this like music making experience is not existing in 
not I mean there are cultures where it does exist I think there are many cultures in the US still where there's like folk music and where there's music making at home and in places like where I grew up it didn't exist like I got my music making in school because I was lucky to have a public school where we had a good orchestra mm -hmm. like it was just a lot otherwise like where I grew up I was like me and the piano you know but I think this is something I worry about a lot about this like I'm constantly looking at students, 20, 21, 22, 25 now at the university up to 30, and it's like, what is your motivation? Because <coughs> I cannot feel from you at 28 that you have something to say, that, that you, you are like bursting out of your system mm -hmm. to tell me this story. Why are you trying to do this as a job? Yeah. Because like, we love it, and it's hard to make a job. Like I'm bonkers about it, and I can't always earn enough money. So. It's like if you are not exploding, get another job. But <laughs> also, don't, I mean, you touched on a little bit on something that that bothers me a lot, and and that has to do with kind of institutionalization of our, our music systems. You know, not just yeah. in, in you know how it's taught in universities, but also musicology. There's such this focus on the work, like the stuff. You know, like the yeah. written down thing, like this shrined yeah. thing, and we forget so often that music was never created to be performed by somebody for nobody. It was always right. created to because be performed. Because there was an event. It yeah, was like it was an event. Or like we're having day. to shoot Bertiaz because this dickhead censor outside is going to like, you know, bother us. But we can talk about politics inside of, you know, Heinz's house. So let's mm -hmm. go and do that and I'll, I'll make some music and we'll all get together and make a zingspade, you know? Mm -hmm. That's, music was never ever written, with the exception of some very... Um, very recent creations that are much more, you know, postmodern. It's never been made to not be shared, right? Right. And the the focus has shifted so much in into the I mean, act of making the music as opposed to the act of or sharing and the music. act of studying the actual material, right. not studying the event of like what happens when we get together and actually create do it. You know. Hey, Rachel, I actually got to run. Oh, I'm okay. I'm out of time. Okay. Well, we. But you guys can continue. Really weird. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful to chat with you, ladies. You Thank too. you so much nice for being available and having awesome ideas. Great. We do our yeah. best. Yeah. And best of luck with everything. Thank you. Hey, you too. If you're ready to Thank get you. It, you know, like come hang come out by. because you know Rachel has like seven bedrooms. <laughs> I do. I have enough space in this place. We're all I actually in like five mattresses with the new commune. Maybe even more. Yeah, right. I would love that. Yes, come, 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 let's come, have a sleepover. Here. Yes, I love sleepovers. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All sleep. right, take care. Bye. 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 <laughs>